This is Puck Year, New Zealand's hockey podcast with hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury, bringing you the best stories and interviews from down under. I can guarantee that this episode of Puck Here Podcast is going to be a nice episode because Joe, we've hit episode 69. Man. Oh, nice. nice. I know. We're just hitting, we're hitting all the good numbers at the moment. We did 66, 67, 68. Now we got 69. Uh, huge show this week. What do we got on? Uh, this week we've got AJ Spiller, who is our special guest, talking about the Marco. Uh, Auckland Ice Hockey opened up a shop. And there might be a little bit of cricket chat on a hockey podcast for some reason, but uh, we'll we'll get into that later. Yeah, it's no different to talking about Pokemon or uh, anything else <laughs> on a hockey podcast. Nothing new there, but uh, yeah, it's great to have you back, Joe. Obviously, you didn't have you last week because you were busy traveling around with the ACC boys. Looked like a ton of fun. We'll get to that later on in the show. But first of all, uh, Auckland Marco have named their, I guess, their first batch of mentor players, uh, there may be a couple more names to come. Uh, they haven't named any of the under-23 players yet, but, man, I can't wait for that name drop. But uh, to start off with, with the uh, the, Dine- the Dunedin Thunder uh, bringing up Paris Hyde and Joe Orr. The Stampede have Matt Schneider and Callum Burns on offer. The Red Devils just one player with Robbie Banks, but absolute legend there. Admirals uh, putting up three at this stage. AJ Spiller, who is also co-head coach. Uh, Justin Dagg and Nick Craig. And then on the Botany Swarms end, you have Andy Hay. Quite a group there. Now, is it Marco or Mako? Is it Marco or Mako? Uh, Marco. Marco. Okay. There's, a lot, there's some confusion that I've heard around the around the traps, but <laughs> we're going Marco. We're going Marco. Um what a group. It's a, it's a good group of, um, really good group of players. Mm. Um, like very good defense, you'd say quality kind of core of defensemen. Um, and then yeah, Paris and, and Matt Schneider, like pff, some good all blacks, um, not all blacks, ice blacks royalty <laughs> in there. Could be all blacks as well. Matt Schneider could be in the, uh, in the second row for the all blacks. Oh my God. Could you Matt Schneider playing lock? Like just have him yeah. there. Um, Ooh, with Sam Whitelock. Damn. What a combo. I mean, the guy would tower over everybody on the field. <laughs> It'd be unfair. Sure, uh, yeah. No, I mean, you've got basically the core of the Admiral's uh, defense there. Um, minus Blake Jackson. And that incredible mustache. Just does Blake? St- I haven't seen Blake in a while. Obviously, being in Australia, does he still have that mustache? Yep, he's still got it. He's still got it. Okay, that is great news to hear. That's very comforting to me. Uh, yeah, I mean Joe Orr also. I mean, just kind of outside of that under twenty three thing, he's been coming. Th- he's come through the ranks himself, uh, and he is one that has stuck through. And I mean, that is a talented family, the Orr family. Um, not even. Not even including Bobby Orr and all those. This is the this is the New Zealand All Family, uh, Caitlin as well. Very talented hockey player. Um, yeah, I I love this group, and I honestly I can't wait to see what under twenty three players we get from this. Uh, obviously, the glaring omission so far. Uh, no goalies in the mentor group there. No. So whether that means they're just going to try and get as many young goalies as much ice time as possible, which is not a bad idea. But it would be kind of good to have a little bit of a an older, calming 
voice in there and within the group in case things do go bad that they can kind of <laughs> lean on a bit lean on a bit of veteran experience to kind of hold the fort exactly and i mean whoever runs the nzhl memes page right now is probably clicking through his head he's like finlay forbes as yeah. getting a crap ton of ice time <laughs> this season and if that's the case i'm really uh excited for that too because he's one really uh, promising player for the future. We've already seen glimpses of what he can do uh, in the NZHL from such an early age. So yeah, seeing more of these guys getting ice time, I think is going to be a great thing as you know, we've already talked about. Um, but one thing we did, we put the call out uh, to NZHL fans to either comment or DM us uh, at PuckCareNZ on our uh, Instagram and Facebook uh, with the Auckland Marco questions because there's still a lot flown around there. There's a lot that we don't know. And we took those questions to co-head coach AJ Spiller to see what he could tell us. Uh, joining the podcast now on Park Here is Auckland Marco co-head coach AJ Spiller. Brand new team, AJ. Uh, really excited to have you on. There's a lot of excitement and a lot of buzz uh, around New Zealand ice hockey at the moment, it seems, with Auckland Marco. How are you guys feeling going into it? Yeah, we're pretty excited too that there is that much buzz. I think the players are excited. Um, a lot of the under 23 age players that we've reached out to have, you know, they jumped at the chance when, when we asked them if they wanted to play in the certain games. Same as the mentor players too. We really haven't had anyone that said no to it. So I think the players are excited. Um, the hockey market is excited too. And we're excited to get it underway to see how it goes. That's awesome. You've actually already addressed pretty much one of the questions uh, we opened up to uh, fans of the podcast and of sport in New Zealand. Uh, one of them was, was if mental players were uh, lining up to be involved or if anyone kind of, you know, shrugged it off and weren't interested. But that is really awesome to hear. I know when we broke the news about the team uh, on the podcast, we had, um, you know, senior players reaching out to us. You know, with questions, I think excitement, just wanting to know what's going on. Um, but let's go to the very start of the actual creating the team. You know, there's a lot of uh, people we've seen with the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken coming in. Um, you know, the idea of this brand of a brand new hockey team is cool. And now we get our own here in New Zealand in the NZHL. Um, can you run us through how the concept of creating the team actually came about? Yeah, I think the concept really came from how can we give these this age group of players a better chance to play in the NZIHL. Maybe not at this age, but at least they get some exposure to it. And then, you know, in their years when they turn a little bit older, they're already ready to go. Um, rather than this age group maybe maybe not getting to play, they definitely get to dress a lot, but they don't get to play a lot. You know, they'll sit on the bench for the majority of the game. And now they have a, a spot in a team where they can come and they can play those minutes and they can make mistakes and learn from them because the standings don't count. Um, so yeah, they're, they're just a, there's more opportunity for them to play now and hopefully it helps them down the track with their NZIHL careers. Is there, uh, was there anywhere in particular where, um, you know, Auckland Ice Hockey Association kind of gathered uh, inspiration for a program like this to develop the under 23 talent? Yeah, I think it was probably the federation along with Auckland Ice Hockey and a lot of the other regions too that, that we kind of looked at it as we're losing people from the sport um, at that age group and and a lot of top-end players too. I know then when we were with the under-20s or when I was with the under-20s, a handful of people from, from each of those teams don't play anymore. So you go from playing for your country at the top level 
to two years down the track, you're not even involved in the game anymore. So I think that's really where the whole concept came from. And um, yeah, we're just we're just excited to give these guys a chance to play. Uh, you mentioned the, the the under twenty team and the under eighteen teams. You know, you've been involved with the under twenties with uh, Justin Dag. Uh, those teams have kind of struggled a little bit on the WHF uh, stage in in recent years. Uh, what do you think that kind of attributes to that? Um, I think, well, for for starters, the under eighteens the last two years haven't been able to go away. I think um, the team that we had with the players that we had. I think it's a really good age group and it will be a really good age group going through. So it's a shame that they couldn't go away and compete. And that's on a number of levels, not just on how we fare on the world stage. Um, and as far as the under 20s, I think a lot of it might come down to that they don't have a pathway to go after for that team. So a lot of them might see it as, well, this is kind of my last kick at the can. Let's go away and have some fun. Um, so now with, with the introduce, introduction of the, the Mako, and we're also introducing an under-21 league this year, too, that's New Zealand-wide, which will be a couple tournaments. We're kind of creating a couple more stepping stones for those players to go and develop after that. So hopefully they'll stay in the game for a little bit longer. Yeah, I think one thing that's been really promising to hear, uh, you know, in recent times is that, you know, the Federation has sort of picked up on this problem. Players are dipping out once they are too old for the under 20s and, you know, maybe they don't have that pathway to develop them further to help them crack their Ice Blacks uh, roster and really stay in the game. So hopefully uh, with the, you know, inception of the Auckland Marco, this is going to happen. Uh, one thing that obviously people get really excited about with a brand new team is the actual identity of the team. So picking the name, the logo and the jersey. Can you, how do, what was the inspiration behind picking Marco as the team name? <laughs> there probably I don't know how much inspiration there was we were trying to figure out what we were going to call it for a long time and we were just kind of I think one day we were having lunch and we were trying to figure out like so what's something that's New Zealand often and we were just kind of kind of talking about it and someone mentioned well are there any fish or anything like that and the word mako came about and I have to make sure that I say that properly all the time too because I would always pronounce it mako with a Canadian accent, but it's Marco. So <laughs> I kind of have to remember it. Like I'm saying Marco Polo, but without the R. So it's Marco Polo. And yeah, that's just kind of how it came to be. <laughs> I love that. Uh, one thing with the Jersey, um, we, we had a few people sort of reach out to us about the, the look of the Jersey. You've gone for the black look, which uh, we, we sort of mentioned on the podcast kind of reminds us a lot of a national team, uh, there had previously actually been a rule around the NZHL that teams couldn't wear black because of the relationship with the Ice Blacks. Was that something that was considered or is that just kind of, is that not a rule anymore? And like, obviously it's okay to use black for the marker. Yeah, I'm not too sure about the rule. I know um, that Canterbury had some black jerseys, I think a couple years ago too. So I don't know if that rule is around. But actually, the Mako jerseys, they look a little bit black in the design. They're probably a little bit closer to a silverish gray, almost like the one that you have in the background there. Um, that's probably the base color. I think it looks like the shading on the jerseys in the design makes it look a little bit darker than it actually is. So, Okay, that's cool to know. That's cool to know. Uh, another thing I was curious about was... Um, during because I love the whole design process of stuff like this. Like I love nerding out over stuff 
uh, like this when you have like new teams and you know the jersey reveal like was really exciting uh, I think Auckland Marco did a pretty good job of that and obviously it has really built hype up which hasn't gone away uh, fans are really excited and want to know more obviously that's why you're here today uh, were there other colors being considered for the jersey or was that kind of look what was set in stone from very early on no, it was it was really all hinged around what we were going to call the team, the name. So we didn't really have any other colors that we were tossing around until we came up with a name for it. And then once we got the name, we kind of went with a silvery, similar color to what a, a mako would be. So that was uh, it. All it all came from the name, not from the different colors we were tossing around. And uh, because you have been involved with the uh, you know under twenty program for a while, there uh, one thing, one question that we got was because this is largely based around under 23 players, uh, who are some players from your coaching experience that you think show the most promise uh, for New Zealand ice hockey in the future? Yeah, well, that, that's a tough one because um, we get to coach a lot of players with the under 20s. You know, Justin's with the under 20s now. I'm with the under 18s. We went to that under 18, under 20 camp where we actually played against each other. Um, there are a lot of good players across both of those teams. Um, if I had to name one, I'll have to say Flynn Hayward-Jones. Um, I played with him in the adult league here in Auckland. He was my D partner. Um, and yeah, I'm a little bit biased to D-men, and he happens to be from Auckland too. So that's I'll, I'll name one, but I think there are a lot of other ones too. So Yeah, uh, I was really excited to see when that under-23, under-18 series went down in uh, Dunedin recently. That was uh, a really, really cool concept. I hope that we see more of that in the future. But speaking of future, another question that we got is, uh, beyond this first season, is there plans for the Marco to become like a full-time NZHL team? You know, you uh, count towards the standings and can qualify the, for the finals and make a run for the cup. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely the long-term goal of it. I don't know how long that will take. I think we could still be here in five years' time talking about the same stuff. It might take a little bit longer than that, but that would be the end goal for sure is to have another team in the NZIHL that counts towards the standings. It makes pretty good sense too for it to be in Auckland. Then there would be three North Island teams and three South Island teams. Um, so a lot of options you could do with things like that. You could you could split it up by division. Um, but yeah, when, when we tossed around the ideas, for sure, we were talking about what this team looks like in, in seven, eight, 10 years time down the track and hopefully they are a part of the NZIHL full time. What, uh, I mean, I know the idea is to develop local, uh, talent, but if the team did go full time, would you carry that ethos with you and have imports that were younger, like under 23 imports? Uh, yeah, I've, I hadn't really thought of that yet. Um, or whether we would use imports. It is, it is really a development team for New Zealand-based players. Some of them will be imports that are living here, not on Kiwi passports, but they're playing in New Zealand. And and yeah, I hadn't really thought of it too much. I think we'd have to see what, what the league looks like then too, how many imports you're allowed and, and whatnot. So for right now though, the idea is to develop local players and, and we want to do that. We think that if we develop these New Zealand-born players, it's going to make our national teams better too, which is another reason why we're bringing the Mako in and the under 21 leagues as well. 
Yeah. Uh, one last question for me, AJ. What goals and expectations do you have for the Auckland Marco in this inaugural season? What do you want to take away from it? I, I think for the goals, we've probably already met quite a few of them just in, in creating the noise that we have created in the hockey market. But not only that, the number of players that we've reached out to asking them to be a part of it for certain games. Like I said before, we had, we had no one that's turned us down. So I think there was a definite need for the team. Um, and these younger players are excited that they're going to get a chance to play significant minutes. Um, the mentor players are excited because it's something new and something different. And I think a lot of them have put in a lot of time and effort to New Zealand hockey over the last little while. And now they get to see something happening. And I think that's pretty exciting. Um, another goal would just be to create an environment where these players can come and they can develop. And like I said, they can make mistakes and it's not going to show up on the, well, it'll show up on the scoreboard, but it's not going to affect the standings. They're going to get a chance to develop that way. Um, and as far as expectations, I don't think we have high, high expectations, um, but we'll expect to, to play hard and, and yeah, and I think we'll expect that all the players will improve and they'll enjoy their time too. One thing that I, it's not really a concern, but I'm kind of curious, you know, you've kind of got like a rotating door policy with the roster, mental players coming in and out. You'll have uh, under 23 players coming in and out, depending on, you know, if the NZHL team is playing or not. Uh, being one of the head coaches, both you and Andreas Kaiser, you know, a lot of history there, a lot of expertise on the coaching front. How do you deal with that kind of rotation and, you know, chemistry and bringing these players together? I, I think, you know, if we go back to the under 20, under 18 camps, there's, we're not a very big hockey nation. So I think a lot of people know each other already. You know, we're not bringing in players from, from places that they don't really know anyone. So as far as the chemistry goes, I think everyone already has a pretty good feeling about who each other are. Um, how do we manage it? I think it'll be tricky. It'll be exciting and it'll be a fun challenge for how we put lines together and things like that. But um, the overall concept of the team, we are very excited about. So um, yeah, it, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very excited too, AJ. I got one last silly question for you. Obviously the Admirals, you have Rusty Ankerbottom as a mascot. Has there been any talk of an Auckland Marco mascot and what could that look like? No, there hasn't been one. Maybe maybe we'll leave that to you to come up with one. Or or like I said, I, I struggle with the name, so maybe we'll just <laughs> make it Marco Polo and then we'll go from there. Um, that way I can remember how to say it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Cam Green already has light bulbs in his head about how this mascot could look. But uh, for now, AJ, thanks for the time, man. Uh, all the best with Auckland Marco with the season. And we honestly, we can't wait to see you guys on the ice. Hey, thanks, Logan. And, and good luck with your travels back over to New Zealand. We're excited to have you back too. And, and we'll see you on the other side of your managed isolation. So safe travels. Thanks again to AJ for taking the time to uh, chat with us at Pakeha Podcast. Really insightful interview there, Joe. One big thing I took away is the color of the jersey, uh, the mm. artist rendition uh, has black, but he says it's more of a more of a like a darker gray. Uh, which I guess if you took another look at it, you kind of see where he's coming from with it. There, do you think that's yeah. the right look for the team? He said in the interview that it's similar to the the gray in the jersey behind you, which is one of those Wellington Seals jerseys. 
which is based off the Vegas Golden Knights jersey, but that that is a very light grey. It's a, like yeah. a gunmetal kind of grey. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what it actually looks like once we get our hands on one of the jerseys. Just hint, hint, maybe um, throw us one of the jerseys <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, but I, I like I like the grey. I like it if it is grey. I think that's better than going black. And yeah, we were all a little bit worried about it being black, looking like a national team jersey. Yes. Um, but we, there, need, there needs to be more color in it. I know you're a, you're a fan of making it a bit more of a color rush situation. So yeah, um, it's almost like the Hillard Dion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, but I do wonder. I mean, yes, uh, dark gray with lighter gray, and then I guess the white accents. Um, it it is better. There has been questions kind of thrown about, and I did bring it up with AJ. Uh, there had been a rule in the past in the NZHL that teams could not wear black. Um, yeah. This goes all the way back to the creation of the NZHL. Um, talking with friends who were involved with the Dunedin Thunder uh, from its inception, and you know they couldn't pick black, so of course they were the last, I guess, team. Yeah, the last team to come in uh, beyond the the founding teams, and you know there were other colours being thrown around. I believe pink was potentially an option, and I know right now you're probably thinking, thank God they stuck with the green that they have now because it is a beautiful shade of green. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I would like to see some color. I mean, like you, I, I definitely want to see these jerseys um, up close and personal. Hopefully we will soon because, uh, you know, the Auckland Ice Hockey Association have opened up their merchandise store. We'll talk about that a little bit more soon. But a friend of the show actually sent us some uh, concept art of what the oh, Marco could good. look like with uh they, they used the, the old mighty ducks colors so the eggplant yeah. uh purple and the green what do you do you think that kind of color set would work for the marco it looks absolutely amazing so um you haven't told me who it is but whoever it is has done an outstanding job with this um it's not working it's just uh it's so it's so perfect and it would work there's no clash with any of the other teams like the only kind of other purple is botany but that's a like a secondary color with the white. Um, yeah, just seeing that purple and like the eggplant and nice teal racing up against the racing up and down the ice and purple socks with like the teal pants. I think they would go for. Oh, uh, I mean, good. you could hear it in his voice. Everyone, Joe's just sound really excited now. So it does make me wonder. Uh, if this is a bit of a missed opportunity not to go big on the color with the Marco, uh, it is definitely a safe option. I think it's safe to say that, that it's a safe option going with that kind of color set uh, for the Marco. Um, but the reaction that we've had so far from polls and stuff we've done on our social media, and it has been overwhelmingly positive. I would say people seem to be really excited about a new team entering the league. You know, it's kind of like this is our Golden Knights or uh, Kraken moment you know people were really excited about those teams coming in you know and the idea of being able to support the team from the get-go from its inception so um who knows if this is just early excitement if it will stay uh obviously aj mentioned that this is a long-term thing they want to be around mm. in the league for a long time so can't wait to see what that will be like but as we mentioned earlier uh, Auckland Ice Hockey Association have opened up their online store and you can actually get any of the Auckland NZHL jerseys, so Marco Swarm or Admirals for $119. And I got to say, we got to get these for the studio, man. Yeah, totally. 
Totally. And and that's not a bad price, $119 for, uh, for a hockey jersey. Um, and just to finally be able to see people in, like en masse wearing jerseys at the game, a few people have them that have kind of got them from friends of the team and all that kind of stuff. Like I know the, the Kretschmers have got jerseys, but to have people kind of buy them en masse and wear them all the time, I think it's, it's really, really cool. Yeah, I think it's a, yeah, exactly. It's about freaking time. Uh, I said, <laughs> when I did a post about it, I, I put, Hey Siri, play years in the making, which probably a bit of a, um, a uh, bit of a deep cut there for, <laughs> uh, if you don't listen to the RKLs, you would have no idea what that joke was about, but, uh, that is a Canadian band you definitely should check out, but I feel like most hockey fans, uh, at least if you follow the Canadian teams know who the RKLs are, because I think hockey night in Canada basically bankrolled their albums. Uh, but the the one thing we probably should mention here is the jerseys don't have numbers on them. They're not game worn like the ones you mentioned. Uh, you know, we do see some around the rink. Uh, I definitely would love to see way more of them out there. Uh, but I want to throw this question out to, to you, Joe, and also anyone that is listening or watching us on YouTube. If you could pick any New Zealand hockey jersey, now this could be national, it could be NZHL, or it could be NZW. If you could pick any jersey and have it customized, which team and player are you going for and why? That's a, that's a pretty impossible question <laughs> off the bat. Um, yeah, I I have to go Thunder just because those, those jerseys are, are so amazing. Just the color of them. Is so, And I, I've harped on about them being my favorite, so let's, let's <laughs> just go with that. Um, and I mean, you can't go past Paris. So let's, let's check a Paris hide on the, a hide on the back for me. Yeah. I kind of figured that might be, uh, where you go. I mean, it's, it's hard for me because there isn't a Jersey in the NZHL that I don't like. Um, and there's has not anyone like, worn, has anyone won 69 for Dunedin? <laughs> that can, could be. Can, we can look that up, and then if they have, then I don't care if they've only played one game. They will be my <laughs> number and name on the back. Yeah, that is okay. That's some research that we got to do looking into the Thunder history. I wonder if anyone's actually on the NZHL uh, history has worn the number sixty-nine. If so, you're you're a genius, and we love you for it. Uh, I think probably I'm gonna I'm gonna go national. Um, this is me putting my dad hat on. Uh, I, I like the idea. There's a lot of players on the ice ferns that I think are really great model, great role models for uh, say like my daughter growing up. If I could get any Jersey, I think it would be, uh, yeah, the New Zealand Jersey probably with, uh, Jana Cavall's name and number on it. Cause I feel like just, she's a really exciting player to watch. Um, you know, great role model. Uh, obviously she's doing really well with, you know, everything she's doing. Uh, we've had her on the podcast before. Someone who has a lot of goals and aspirations. And I think those are the kind of people that, you know, um, I guess younger people should gravitate towards uh, and learn from. But then on the NZHL side of things, I kind of want to go back and I want to go back in history a little here. Obviously he made the jump uh, from the Admirals to the Swarm, but I want to, I want a West Auckland Admirals Rick Perry jersey. <laughs> It's not a bad. It's not a bad option. I know Rick's probably got one that he can give to us. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. I'm not just trying to put this out into the universe <laughs> that people send us stuff, but hey, 
Um, yeah, so let us know uh, in the comments, wherever, send us a message on social media. Uh, we'll, we'll clip this up, put it up as well. But let us know which uh, jersey you would get. But, I mean, it's awesome that they're out there, that you can buy them. This is great for supporting New Zealand hockey, Auckland hockey, wherever you are. Uh, hopefully the, the other regions also open up their online stores because this will really help support uh, your local hockey club. And, you know, bringing the colors out there, you know, I, it kind of reminds me of the ice hockey classic when we had it at Spark Arena. And weirdly, there was a lot of Vancouver Canucks jerseys around. I want to see more New Zealand jerseys out there. Yeah, there was a lot. There was, I was really surprised at how many hockey jerseys were in that building for that game. And I was like, where are all these people normally? Like, why are they not coming to an Storm game? Yeah, it was weird. A lot of, but a lot of, yeah, Canucks, Maple Leafs, um, Canadians kind of jerseys. Um, and it would be great to see the next time the Ice Hockey Classic comes back in 2075 or whenever travels <laughs> up again, um, that we could have like a, a, a arena filled, Spark Arena filled with um, Admiral's jerseys or Swarm jerseys or Marco jerseys or um, just kind of getting that New Zealand community out there a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, all the jerseys look really good. I, I know I've kind of bashed the uh, the Marco jersey a little bit, but I'm sure like in person, it probably looks uh, better than what the artist rendition does it justice wise. Uh, but to wrap up the show, Joe, where have you been? I mean, I know it's cricket season at the moment. The Australian uh, team is... In New Zealand, uh, I've had to deal with that, but at least with the time zone, it's it's really great for me. Um, the games are all over and it's still early. Uh, but what have you been up to with ACC boys? Yeah, we've been. Um, things changed for the ACC, so we're not allowed to. We don't have the rights to commentate anymore. So we are now holding watch-alongs that have no commentary in them. Uh, it's just the guys in the studio watching the game and you can tune in on Facebook and YouTube and as a, uh, a second screen for your viewing or listening pleasure. Um, a lot of absolute crap's been getting talked. Uh, <laughs> we, we were down in Napier last week and I got horrifically sunburned, as you can see, that I'm kind of radiating pink off my face. <laughs> and doing it from a pub, it's, it's a good time. Bloody COVID comes along again and now all the games have been... Crowds have been shut out, and because we're in Auckland, due to the restrictions, we can't actually do the watch along. So mm. it was good while it lasted. Hopefully, we'll be back for the the Bangladesh series. Um, but a side note about cricket and, and hockey: Did you know that no one in New Zealand cricket, in fact, has banned anyone in the Black Caps from wearing the number sixty nine? Interesting. Mm. Okay. No one has ever worn it, and no one is ever allowed to wear it. Lockie Ferguson wears it for uh, the Auckland Aces, but when he plays for the Black Caps, he's not allowed to wear it. Well, I guess the you know the Black Caps probably um, trying to protect their brand a little bit there. <laughs> Especially, uh, I could just imagine the ACC boys really going to town on that if someone in the Black Caps did wear it, or the caramel caps, whatever you want to call them at yeah, the moment. Exactly, the beige, uh, the caramello caps. <laughs> um, but it, the game's like have been good um, you've probably been having to deal with David Warner crapping on about shit but here we've had streakers there was a great streaker <laughs> in Dunedin that we posted some amazing footage on the ACC of him streaking right into the camera 
and he <laughs> made it out of the ground. So O-Week is alive and well in Dunedin and going well. And um, yeah, it's it's been fun and hopefully New Zealand just beat the crap out of Australia in these remaining three games. That I've, I've watched that streak of footage and there was a heroic effort by that guy's part to run through the crowd and <laughs> leap over the fence and get out of there. Uh, that was amazing to watch. Uh, thankfully, though, I've actually been watching the uh, watch-alongs. I've been having them up on YouTube while having the uh, Fox Sports stream running on KO. And the it almost syncs up perfectly. I don't even really need to try, which is great. So uh, it really saved me from hearing David Warner hop along about any absolute bullshit he talks about. Uh, so I really appreciate that. So if you haven't, uh, make sure you do watch the watch alongs next time they're on. Um, lockdown pending or whatever else is going on in New Zealand. I just... Oh, man, we need to sort it out because uh, this isn't fun. We we need we need like sport back. We need it all to happen. Um, yeah, we, I mean it's we, it's still happening, but you know like just stuff like the watchalongs. We need the watchalongs. Yeah, when you come back, your your fourteen days in managed isolation, we might also be in managed isolation as well. So you might not miss out on anything <laughs> when you come back, knowing how the, how things have been going going yeah. currently. Um, we one thing shall I, see. One thing I want to mention about that interview with um, with AJ is he made special mention about about Flynn and Hayward Jones, and he like I'm going to reiterate what he said that he is a rising star and will be a superstar for New Zealand hockey in the future. A um, little bit miffed that AJ didn't mention playing with me this this year and <laughs> gave. <laughs> talked about Flynn the whole time, but it makes sense because, yeah, he is, he's a kid, like, he's, he kind of skates like uh, Miro Heiskanen, the Fidelis, okay. the defenseman. Yep. Smooth, rangy, and amazing. And he's only, like, I think he's only just in, still 18 or just turned 19. Um, so once he gets bigger and stronger, he's, I think he'll be a force for the Admirals and then also for the Ice Blakes in the future. Uh, not to put a downer on you there, Joe, but uh, you are also twice the age out of that bracket. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you don't quite qualify for the under twenty three. <laughs> neither do I. Um, neither do probably many of our listeners. But hey, that's fine. Uh, again, like it was yeah, so awesome talking to AJ. He's just one of the really nice guys around in New Zealand uh, ice hockey. There's plenty oh. of them around, honestly. Um, you know, there's not really a lot of dicks or assholes around in New Zealand hockey, which is great to see because it is a small community and, you know, we're all, we're all in it together. Um, but quickly before we end the show, I just want to wish good luck to our friends and the traveling goons and the Wellington Seals who are playing down in Dunedin as part of the Kiwi Masters tournament, which is starting today, actually March 3rd. So good luck to you guys. Yeah, hopefully they, they got out before covid i think they did i think they did um i think they were making the trek down and uh going yeah making the trek down and i think they were leaving from hamilton who knows but it seems like they they haven't really been affected and they will be playing which is great um not sure yet if they're being live streamed or not i've been trying to find info on that but if they are that's great uh so go cheer them on wishing the goons and the seals all the best of luck massive friends of the podcast we love those those teams uh, dearly and we love you guys dearly for listening to us as well so make sure that you uh, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts we're also on YouTube and we got Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Puck here and Zed 
Uh, anything you want to add, Joe, before we leave? What a nice episode. What a nice episode, is all I can say. All right, we'll leave it at that. We'll see you again next week. See ya.